lives, they may just forget. Amen. They may very well forget. So now here we are. It talks about they come out small. They're a few. Now, verse number six says, and Joseph died, all of his brethren, all of that generation. Now, we have to understand, we want to, we want to look at the word Joseph. Joseph means to add. Joseph also means um, visionary. And Joseph also, uh, it also uh, means that only but he's a dreamer. He is also a dreamer. He is also a dreamer. Amen. Now, the, the word of God says in that verse number six, he said, and Joseph died. Now, whenever the dreamer in you dies, something takes place. Whenever we lose vision or the vision that God has given us, something happens. We should never allow our dreams to die, no matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstances are. It says the, 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 the visionary, the, the dreamer. See, that was one of the things that his brothers hated him for. See, everybody don't have dreams. Everybody don't have visions. You know, they may have goals, but everybody don't have the vision, the, the, the long range. Everybody's not a dreamer. Because, see, when it comes down to, uh, to a dreamer, that it, once God gives you that dream within your spirit, you will hold on to that no matter what the cost is. But never allow your dreams to die. Never allow your dreams to die or the vision that God has placed within your heart. Because, see, there's always going to be some oppositions, especially if God gave it to you. So now Joseph, which is the, the dreamer in you, has died. And then it goes on and talks about in all of that generation. In other words, there's some things now that's not taught anymore as, as we came along. But people today, they seem to forget I have to say that I was in a conversation with a lady uh, uh, this week. She was 95 years old, and it was a beautiful conversation. And she said to me, and by her being 95, and <coughs> she talked about how her son had began to t- witness to her. And what got, really got her attention and what still is in her mind, she says now, she said now, when you go, she said, if you're not saved, when, you, uh, when Christ comes back for you, she said, you will die and you go to hell. And so the, her voice got stronger and stronger. And then she said, and you will burn and burn and burn and burn. And then she says, and there is no ending to your burning. And she said, from that, that is what kept her in her right frame of mind, wanting to have Christ as the head of her life. Now, we have to understand now that there's generations that will forget about the things that God wants us to remember no matter what we go through. Amen? Now, it comes down to verse number 7. Verse 7 in Exodus chapter number 1 says, And the children were fruitful hmm, and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed mighty and the land was filled with them. Now, here it is. God gave a covenant promise. This is why you see the increase. It says the children of Israel. Now, the Bible says they were fruitful. They increased abundantly. They multiplied. I mean, they were mighty. And, said, and the land was filled with them. The land was filled with them. 
Now, go with me to Genesis chapter number 46, looking at verse number, I think we're going to look at verse number 3. Might be looking at 2. Starting with verse number 2. Because we want to deal with um, understanding when God gives you that vision or gives you that dream. Now, no matter what happens in your life, now, God has to honor his promises. Now, in Genesis chapter 46, looking at verse number 2. Verse 2 says, And God spake unto Israel in the visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here am I. Watch verse number 3. And he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. Then he also says in verse 4, I will go down with thee into Egypt, and I will also surely bring thee up again, and Joseph shall put his hands upon thine eyes. Now, he tells him now that don't be afraid. This is a covenant promise. See, whenever God makes a covenant promise, God cannot break that. Now, man makes contracts. (laughs) Uh, Man makes contracts because man can easily come out of the contract. He can easily break it. But when it comes down to God and God's covenant promises, God is not going to, he is not going to break his promises. He told him, go ahead and go down into Egypt. But then he says, I'm going to be with you while you are there. Now, I took the liberty for the word about Egypt, and Egypt is a place of restitution. In other words, Egypt represents the world, a place of restitution well what does that mean it is a place where you make payments the world takes the world does not give amen the world takes and uh it takes everything that we have so even though he says to them go down go down into egypt and him knowing god knowing that the world is going to rob you whenever you are there but yet he said i'm still with you that's amazing that is wonderful restitution that means you're going to make payments so you're going to continue to pay and you're going to pay and you're going to pay and when you get through paying you're going to be broke amen so that the word is the world is a needy place so therefore it will continue to take but god says even in the midst of that he said i am going to be with you he said i'm going to be with you why because that's a covenant promise God cannot break his promises. He cannot make his promises. Even in your dark times, you will increase. Even when you're going through situations, God will always make provisions for you. Amen? Now, watch verse number 8, because we're going to get down to those taskmasters, because we talked about darkness, uh, from darkness into light. Now, verse 8 in Exodus chapter number 1, it goes on and it talks about, uh, beginning in verse number 8, it says, Now there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. There is a new king that knew not Joseph that was over Egypt. Now remember now, Egypt is a place of restitution. It's where you make those payments. But there comes a time when the the new king, which knew not Joseph, when he did not know the dreamer in you, 
Now, what are we talking about? I, I, this is what I said to the Lord. I engaged with God in conversation. I said, Lord, I said, who is this new king? Who is this new king now that has taken over that does not know the, the visionary or the dreamer in you? God says, whenever the dreamer dies in you, whenever that visionary dies in you, what, what takes place is ego takes the throne. Your ego takes the throne. And he says from the ego, the ego is the man that is uh, apart from God, has been separated from God, because now his divine nature, he makes and he can remake his own will. Talking about the ego. The ego will make his own will, and then he will remake it, the, the, uh, his will. Then it says, here lies, this is what God says, here lies his greatest strength and weaknesses. Then God says this. He says, the ego has nothing. The ego, our ego has nothing. That's, and we, we may think, well, well, you know, ego is all that. No, this is how the ego gets its power. What the ego, the ego does is once it attaches itself to something that's good, he attaches itself to that divine nature in you because he knows he doesn't have anything to work with. He, he's at zero. So what the, what the ego does, it attaches itself, and then where your treasure is, that's where he builds his antichrist spirit. Do we get that? Our ego, the ego, it attaches itself to the divine nature because it, it, it has nothing. It attaches itself to the divine nature that's on the inside of you because he knows that there's a treasure hidden on the inside of you. It's just like this. When it comes down, uh, Satan never takes anything from anybody unless it has some value. If a person going to go rob a bank and it has no money, then that person is crazy. A bank robber is going to always go somewhere where there's some money. Amen? And and, And the greatest treasure is always in a vault. There's some things even greater than money that's in the vault. Now, when you think about it now, now, we ourselves is where a treasure lies. So the enemy wants to take the treasure out of the inside of us. See, that's what ego does. It, it, see, this, this temple here is a vault. And inside your vault, you got a treasure on the inside. And that ego knows that you got that treasure. It knows you have that treasure. It knows it. So it wants to attach itself and then begin to sit itself on the throne of your heart. It wants to rule. Ego rules if we become separated from God. Amen. So this is what's happening here. It says it, it, didn't, it doesn't know the, the dream that God had placed in your heart. It's all ego is all about self. Can I get a witness to that? Amen. Our ego is all about ourselves because when we disconnect from God, then the divine man, we had just put him on the back burner, and the ego steps forward, and now it's ruling. Anybody allow that ego to to rule? Amen. Can we get real in the house? Amen. I understand we've got some perfect people in the house. Amen. That, that they say that the ego never rules. Amen. But I'm, I'm, I'm about to bust your bubble because a nine times out of ten, most likely your ego probably began to rule this morning until you put it in check. 
Amen. Because we have to always put our ego in check because it wants to take over. It doesn't know about the dream that God placed on the inside of you because why? The dream has died. And whenever the dream dies on the inside of you, then what's going to be showing is your ego. Amen. So what you see on the outside of you is what's a reflection of what's on the inside of you. Now, if it's all about you on the inside, what's going to show up is going to be self. The ego is going to be sitting on the throne. Amen. So the ego doesn't know anything about the, the dreams God has given you, those things that, that, that you want, God wants you to do in your life and, and to, to go forward in the kingdom. It doesn't understand that. It is all about self. Me, my, and I. That's ego. Amen. Amen. That's, that's what it's all about. Now, it doesn't know that. Now, verse, now let's go to um, verse number 11. Watch what happens here. Watch what happens in Exodus. Yeah, Exodus chapter 1, verse number 11. Watch what happens now when the ego takes over uh, and it wants his way. Verse 11 says, Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with whose, whose burdens? Their burdens. See, they, they put these taskmasters over, over you, and, and what's happening, it afflicts them with their burdens. And then it wants you to build some treasure cities. Amen. It's a, a, a Python and Ramsey. Now, wait a minute, God. Now, it wants, it wants you to build what it wants. See, the ego want, wants, to build, wants to build what it wants, not what God wants. Amen? See, the, that's, that's the way it is when it comes down to the ego. It's all about self. But, but then it has treasure cities. It's, it's, it's like this. That word burden there means a weight. Now, everything that has a weight is not necessarily sin. But there are some burdens that, that, that weights us down that, that's really not sin. But the, the, the taskmaster, which is our ego, and all those things that comes with it, it brings a lot of weight. Have you ever been, uh, got up early in the morning and you just weighted down? And you know all you've done that morning, that night was sleep? And you just weighted down. So, so we have to be very careful with these taskmasters that we have because their whole purpose now is to build their own treasures. They don't want the treasure of God in you to be built. Uh-uh. It wants to build its own treasure. It wants to build its own treasure. Now, let's look at verse number 12 in Exodus chapter number 1. Verse number 12, talking about taskmasters moving from darkness to light. Now, verse number 12 says, but the more, watch this, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. Now, even though you're going through, you've been afflicted, even though that has happened, the more the enemy comes up against you, and Satan is your opponent, the more he comes up against you, the more you will multiply, the more you will increase. Now you think, I don't understand that. I, I just can't believe that. Well, we have to understand this. We are seeds. We are seeds. 
And because we are seeds, the seed, and the God gave me this. I thought it was so awesome. He said, inside the seed contains our past, our present, and our future. But before we know what our past is, see, everything is in that seed. The past, the present, and the future. Now, what happens with the seed is it has to go down in the ground. Amen? Nobody knows what happens down beneath the, the soil with that seed. But that seed has to break open. In us, in, our, in us, the seeds, we have our past, our, our present, and our future. And from that, it says, but at first, first we have to, all the seeds has to enter into darkness, amen, in order to release the treasure that's on the inside of us. It's, most of us don't like to go through, right? Hey, I, well, I can speak for me. I don't like going through. Can I be real? Amen. I do not like going through. But I have to accept the fact that the only way uh, God is going to be able to multiply and increase in me spiritually, I've got to go in darkness. See, we don't know what's taking place in the the dark days of our life, but God does. That's why he, 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 sometimes God has to hide us. He has to hide, he hides, he hides us even sometimes from Satan. And sometimes he hides us from ourselves. But he puts us in, in, in a dark place. Anybody been in some dark places in your life? And you couldn't understand what was going on, what was happening? But I understand God was, was working and he was working at that time. And he still is working. Because, see, we've got to allow that seed, which is us, to break open and release the things that God has placed within us. Most of us who have no idea all the things God has is in store for us. Because the Bible says, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has for, for man, for us. So therefore, the seed, we have to be broken. A broken and a contrite spirit is what pleases God. But it's done in our dark days. And most of us do not do not like dark days because I, I definitely don't like dark days. Amen. But that's where God works. God works in our dark days. He, that's where he works. So in order for us to multiply, then we have to be willing to go through the dark days of our life, the ad- adversities. Nobody likes adversity. Amen. Nobody likes opposition. Amen. But if we can remember to remember. Most of the time, we don't remember to remember that in the process of our dog days, God is really doing some great things in our lives. He's, he's doing some phenomenal things in our lives. Now, let's look at Isaiah 45, chapter number 7. For those that don't believe that you can grow in darkness. Amen. For those that do not believe that you can get some growth out of darkness. Isaiah, chapter number 45. Isaiah 45. And going to look at verse number 7. Going to look at verse number 7. Hmm. Isaiah 45, verse number 7. Verse number 7 says, talking about God, he says, I form the light. But look what he says. He creates the darkness. So whatever darkness God, God, that we have in our life, God allowed it to be happen. He cre- the word of God said he creates darkness, but he formed the light. See, the light is there. The light is still shining even in our dark days. It still shines even in our dark days. 
Sometimes we're so caught up in, in obscurity that we can't see and understand because, see, we have more than one voice speaking. <laughs> Satan is speaking too. But, but he says here, he says, I form the light and create darkness. Then he says, I make peace. And then he says, I create what? Evil. And then he says, I, the Lord, do what? Do all these things. So, so when we get upset, when we're going through our dark days, we got to be reminded of what God's word says. That's I, I allowed this to happen. Now, I, I created this because, see, in order for us to get to the next place in our destiny that God has for our life, dark days have to come. If everything was great in our lives, we would not call on the name of Jesus. We would not even call on the name of Jesus if everything was wonderful in our life. If we had no problems, if we had no sicknesses, no illnesses. But God says these things have to take place because if I'm never sick, I can't be, I won't even know about healing. Amen. If I never experienced sickness, I would not have understood and know the power of God that he can heal me or it's already done. See, that's where the mindset has to get to. It's already done. It's been done from the foundation of the world. It's already done. Our destiny, what God has destined for our life, it is already done. We just have to walk out the path. It was created before the foundation of the world. The, the, the blue, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. The blueprint is already in place. It's just a house. <laughs> this here, the house just got to be built. You, you got the blueprint. <laughs> and sometimes part of our houses are part of the way built. And sometimes we have to tear some things down because the foundation messed up. Because we've been on the wrong foundation. <laughs> Amen. So, so, so when that happens, God says now there's a blueprint already set forth in life. And now you got to begin, allow him to begin to build the house. The, the word of God says, except the Lord, I hear your Holy Spirit, except the Lord build the house, you labor in vain. As long as the ego is sitting on the throne, the Lord is not building the house. We, we, we will not get where we're supposed to be. Amen. But he said, I created darkness. He said, I formed the light, though. But I created darkness and I created evil. Now, let's go back to Exodus chapter number one. Let's go back there. Some more good stuff back in there. It's some most good stuff back in there. Exodus chapter number one. Exodus chapter number one. Amen. Taskmasters. And coming from darkness out of light. To light. Mm. Exodus chapter number one. Now, looking at verse number 15. We got to understand that. Even before you were born, whatever God had planned for your life or for my life, the enemy wanted to kill you from day one. His ultimate purpose was to kill you and not even allow you to come into birth. That was his ultimate goal. That's his, and that's still his ultimate goal. It's still his ultimate goal. But watch what God does. Watch what's in verse number 15 in Exodus chapter number 1. It says, and the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of one was Sephar, and the name of the other, Pura. Now, the king, the ego, he speaks to these what they call midwives. Now, the Hebrew meaning of the, of the, of the names are, these midwives, is brightness that does good, 
And pura means mouth or brilliancy. And the Lord says, it's the shining light. What our ego does not understand is it can be speaking to the shining light in us, and it has no clue because, see, it has attached itself to our divine nature. It does not understand God, nor can it understand God. So whenever the enemy decides to destroy you, the shining light is always there. I don't care what you're going through. If we can remember that the shining light is still there, no matter what the enemy is trying to, the enemy wants to kill every last one of us. Anybody that names the name of Jesus Christ and God has a purpose for their life and they are destined, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit, they are destined for greatness, the enemy wants to literally annihilate you. He wants to do away with you. So, therefore, he's got to make it hard for you. Why? Because he wants you to give up. How, how many people felt like giving up sometime or another when you've been going through? See, all that is is one of them taskmasters. Oh, you, you're going through all this, you know, you don't have to take this. You know, it, it could be better. So, you know, things are different. But you've got to understand that the shining light is also speaking as well. The shining light is always encouraging us in our dark days. The shining light will always send an angel by and speak to you in our dark days. The shining light. See, it's so important. We get to understand that. We get to reach deep down on the inside of us and see everything what God has placed in there. So here it is now. Now, this old Pharaoh, the ego, our ego is saying now, you, you, when they get ready to come to birth, when, when they get ready to come to birth, now, he's, this is what I want you to do. Now, look at verse number 16. Verse number 16, Exodus chapter number 1. All right, now, verse 16 says, And he said, When ye do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women, and see them upon the stool. When they see them upon the stool, see them when they're getting ready to give birth. Have you ever thought about when you got ready to cross over, or you're about ready to, to get into, enter into your breakthrough? You, that's your birthing stool. You're about to give birth. But the enemy has always got a plan where he always wants something there to keep you from giving birth to what God has placed on the inside of you. Everybody got, got, got experienced birth pains or you have a baby, so to speak, and not in the natural but in the spiritual, to, to, to deliver. And the reason why is because the treasure that's inside of you, that baby you got to deliver, it's going to help somebody else. But the enemy wants to have it destroyed. He tells the, the midwives, he says, now listen, when you see, well, watch this, when you see them up on the stool, the birthing stool, when they're getting ready to give birth to the promise, I hear your Holy Spirit, to the promises of God that God has placed on the inside of you, this is what he says. If it be, watch this man, if it be a son, then you shall kill him. The son is the builder of the name, the builder of the family of the name of Jesus Christ. See, that son is a builder. So the enemy does not want men to operate in the gift or give birth to anything. Because if we, if truth be known, men give birth to legacies. It's more in us than what we realize. So he says now, when you watch, now if a son is coming, 
You're going to give birth to a son. That, that's that's your, your dream or your, your, your vision. Those things God has put in your, your spirit. He said, now, if you see that happening, then what you do is, watch what he says now. Watch what he says. If, you, if he's going to be a son, then you should kill it. If it be a daughter, no offense to the women, amen, it says, then she shall live. Well, either way, it's like this. See, women will give us their life. But see, it's something about the way God set up the order. God, Christ, the male, the female, the husband, the wife, the order. It makes a big difference. See, it's just like this in a household. Maybe this will make it even more clearer. In a household, those children can cut up. But soon as daddy walk in the house, amen, it's a whole different story. Can I, can I get a witness, amen? Just as soon as, as daddy walk in the house or a male figure walks in the house, all of a sudden they, they succumb or they surrender, amen? It's something that God put in the male species. I can't explain it, but I know that it's there, amen? And we've all witnessed it and just didn't realize what it was. We, we, we women will scream at those children until we turn whatever color. And they kill, and they still do the same thing over and over and over. But when that male walks in with authority, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. They walk in with authority, then the whole thing changes. The whole house becomes silent. Hmm. Things change. Things change now. It change. So what's happening here is the, your ego, our ego, that's sitting on the throne, wants to kill the dream and the vision that God has placed on the inside of us. It does not want you to burst anything. It doesn't want you to burst anything. It doesn't want to burst anything. Now, but watch, watch the shining stars, verse number 17 in Exodus chapter 1. 17 says, but the midwives feared who? They feared God and did not, as the king of Egypt commanded them, but save the men, children alive. The shining star refused to, to listen to the eagle. It refused. But God still protects. Because, see, God has a covenant promise. The promise is you're going to multiply, you're going to increase. Your life, when I say increase and multiply and being in abundance, I'm not talking about materialistic. I'm talking about spiritual. You see, if we get the spiritual things first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then he said all this other stuff is going to be added. Have we ever wondered why we don't have a lot of addition going on in our life? It could very well be that we have not sought first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and then everything is going to come our way. See, when it comes down to the anointing, things are attracted to the anointing. And see, everything that we would need, even things that we thought of, and, and, and let me say this, for, and wait on God. I'm talking to Brenda too. For about two years, I don't, might have been longer than that, I, I wanted these little lights to go in the front, you know, front yard. You know those little lights, you know? And old Brenda got a stingy part in her. They won't pay the money. Amen. But two years later, God brought them and brought them to me free. So when you wait on God, God, God can do it. 
Amen. He he can do it. So so don't ever give give up on your own on your dream. Don't don't ever give up on your dreams. Now, let's go to Proverbs chapter number sixteen. We got a couple more verses and then we're gonna be out of here. Proverbs chapter number sixteen. We're coming back to Exodus, so understand that 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 we'll uh, don't lose your place there. Proverbs chapter number sixteen. Remember we talked about those shining stars, those midwives that was there that God had placed would not allow the enemy to do what they want to do because they want you to abort what God had placed on the inside of you. They want you to abort your baby, abort your dream, abort the vision that God has placed on the inside of you. Now, Proverbs chapter 16, verse number 6 says this. It says, by mercy and truth, that's the midwives, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged see that ego has to go and by the fear of the lord men depart from evil now watch verse number 17 so if one of man's ways please the lord he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him when our ways please the lord god's word says it, it makes our enemies be at peace with us Amen. It makes us be at peace. Now, let's go back to Exodus chapter number one. We're going we're gonna to understand more so about that shining light, the mercies and truth. Amen. Coming from darkness to light. Because, see, they were in bondage. They were afflicted, but they increased. They, they're moving to the light. Remember the, the, the verse 7 in Proverbs chapter 16. It says, when our ways pleases the Lord, then even our enemies will be at peace with us. Okay? Now, Exodus chapter number 1, reading at verse number 18. It says, and the king of Egypt, the one we had to pay restitution to, the world. <laughs> uh, and the king of Egypt called for the midwives. And he said unto them, why have ye done this thing and have saved the men, children alive? No matter what we do in life, the word's going to get around. It's going to get around. It's going to get back. Okay? But watch how God protects us. Even, in, in, in when, even when we, we're covering and we're protecting and that shining light on the inside, when mercy and truth come together and kisses one another. It says this. The word of God says this. It says in verse number 19, Exodus chapter 1. It says, and the midwives said unto Pharaoh, that ego that's sitting on the throne. Now, now shining, the shining light, mercy and truth is speaking, and this is what it says to that ego. Verse 19, it says, because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women. Now, that's why if you say, you should have jumped up and shouted. Amen. Because it says now, it says now the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptians. See, the, 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 those of born of Christ were not like the women of the world. Amen. Because the words when you pay, you pay in restitution, you, you're going to give up. Okay. So here it is now. He says now they are not like those women, uh, uh, the Egyptian women. But then he says, for they are lively, and are delivered. If the midwives come into unto them. He says, they began to birth before we even show up. Well, that's not always true. They was birthing, but see, those people, they feared God. They feared. See, whenever we come to the place of fearing the shining life, shining light, and mercy and truth comes together, then what happens, it'll put a fear in us. It'll put a, a reverence for God. 
That's why I'm, I'm a very afraid, I'm just, and I don't say this in a negative point, but in a reverence point of view, I am very fearful of, of God because of the fact that there's nothing too hard for God. Now, at this point, anything can take place because, see, he has full control in spite of our self-will. God can show up at any time. He can send a hurricane. He can send a tornado. And another thing, as Dr. Manley said, when he talked about the Hawaii and he talked about the, the, um, the lava coming up, he says, that's hell coming from beneath. He says, you're really walking on hell. The fire coming up. The fire coming up. And it's spewing up everywhere. So when it comes down to God now, we have to have a reverence for the Lord. And then, too, God's word says this. Whoever destroys this temple, because we are the temple of God, God says he himself will destroy. That's scary. If I defile my temple, God's word tells me that he will destroy me. So once we begin to reverence God and understand what God is saying, because we all got taskmasters. Whatever those things are in our life that keeps us oppressed, that keep us uh, at a place of, of despondency, or depression, all these things, that's a taskmaster. It, 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 it's ruling because it's the ego that's sitting. Got, we have the wrong person sitting on the throne. But then he says this here in his word. He says in 19, And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively. I don't care what your dog days may be like. You still got life on the inside of you. And why? Because God says in his word that we are lively stones. It's, it's already put. It's already set in the book. It cannot be changed. God can do anything except tell a lie. We are lively stones. Lively stones. We are lively stones. He's, and, and then it goes on to say, and they are delivered. The midwife says they, are, they deliver, they give birth even before we can show up. But watch, watch verse 20. 20 says, therefore, God dwelt well with who? The midwife, the shining light, mercy and truth. You remember the scripture, Proverbs 16, verse 7? It said, when your ways is pleases the Lord, even your enemy will be at peace with you. See, that's evidence right there that, that, that when our ways pleases God, even our enemies will be at peace with us because right here in verse uh, number um, 20, it says, Therefore God dwelt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. No matter what the adversary is trying to do to us, uh, God will bring, send midwives in our life, and we will continue to increase and multiply because it's the first command. It's, it's there in Genesis at the very beginning when God told us to be fruitful and multiply. It's already been ordained. No matter what the adversary does, it cannot stop the increase that God has on the inside. It can delay it with like Abraham. It delayed it when we go our own way. It, when it came down to the promises of Abraham, it was delayed, that son, I, it was delayed because his wife Sarah couldn't wait. She gives him, uh-oh, a midwife. She tells him, to go ahead and lay, go lay with her. Go lay with her. We, we need a son. She tried to help God out. Can't do that. It was 20 years. Oh, my God, don't let some of my prayers be 20 years, God. But it was 20 years before Isaac come up on the scene. 20 years. 
But because of the things they decided to take matters in their own hands, they delayed the promise. So we want to make sure that we are not delaying the promises of God that God has placed and the treasures that he has on the inside of us that we are not uh, aborting some things or delaying what God has on the inside of us. Anybody got any dreams, visions, some things you've, you've always wanted to do and have always been in your heart and seem like it's just, just not coming, it's just not happening? Well, maybe ain't nobody been there but me. I've got a lot of things. Because I'm a procrastinator, amen. I heard the Lord say to me the other day, he said, Brother, and I've always heard this, many people told me this, said, Brother, you need to, you need to write uh, a, 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 a little devotional book. He said, they say to me, you sit before God all the time, and he, he gives you these wonderful nuggets. You need to write that devotional book. Well, that's been many years. I'm still getting my mind wrapped around little old Brenda. you supposed to be doing that. See, that, that's the enemy. See, and so the thing is, what, what, what did God put in you? Have you allowed your dream to die? Have you aborted what God placed on the inside? Has the obscurity, has darkness caused us not to pursue, oh, I hear the Holy Spirit, not to pursue our dream? Have you not had some dreams? And we're still at a point of delay. Don't give up. Don't, 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 don't give up. Don't give up. But watch what happens when we come to the understanding that we are not going to allow the enemy to uh, uh, cause us to abort uh, the, the, the gifting or the, the, the treasure, the things that God has placed on the inside of us. Now, the enemy never gives up. This is the last verse. Verse number 22. It says in Exodus chapter 1, verse 22, it says, And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born ye shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall, you shall save alive. In other words, if he can't get you at one point, if he can't stop you from birthing that dream or the, that vision that God has put on the inside of you, then what he'll do, he'll say, okay, well, I'll let you live, but I'm going to send you down the river. You see, in the river, there's alligators, there's snakes. There's a whole lot of things in the river that can literally destroy us. He still wants to, he still wants to stop the vision and the dream on the inside of us. How many, how many, and I heard the Lord say, Brenda, ask the question, how many dreamers do we have in the house? How many dreamers? How many dreamers? And he says, don't let the things of the world, the darkness, those obscurities or those things that, that oppose us. He said, do not allow those things to stop your dream. He said, you go forth in your dream. See, all an enemy can do is delay it. He can't stop it. And the reason why he can't stop it is because it's already been ordained by God. And the next thing is we got to make sure that the ego is not still sitting on the throne because the ego says, you, you can't do this. You're too old. You're not smart enough. You're not bright enough. You, 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 you look at your character. Look at who you are. You can't do that. But we got to remove the ego from off the throne and allow God to take his rightful place. 
And whatever you do, God says, don't let your dream die. Don't let your dream die. Some things we put on back burner. But God said, don't let your dream die because of the taskmasters that's been oppressing you. They oppress you in your mind. But God says, okay, let them send you down the river. But you know what? There's a rescuer, and this is not part of the message, but there's a rescue at the end of the river. See, God is always going to have a, have a, a somewhere, some, 